Welcome everyone. Welcome back to our Fountain Pen and Stationery Season Four, Episode Four. I am your host Frank, and I'm your other host Collins. Four four, huh? Yes. Mm, <laughs> wonderful number. Wonderful number. Uh, context uh, four <laughs> um, in Chinese sounds a lot like the word for death. So. Yeah, you... I think both uh, Chinese and Japanese too. So, yeah. So, yeah, otherwise it's fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> each language, each culture has their taboo, right? I mean, yes. American is thirteen. Mm-hmm. Chinese, Taiwan, Chinese, uh, Japanese is four. What are there are there? Uh, four is usually bad. Uh, eight is usually good. So you want to have lots of the number eight and no number fours. No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, what other number is a taboo in other uh, culture? Those are the two I'm most familiar with. So uh, if anyone has any other significant numbers that are bad luck, you can let us know. But those are the only two that I can think of. Yeah. I guess there's 666 for Christian, but... Yes. Yeah, which happened to be my real number. (laughs) (laughs) fucking college uh anyway hey welcome back to our show and uh, as we have mentioned previously this will probably be the episode that we mainly focus on our experience and findings from the um not la pen show but california pen show Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and in fact, this is uh, our host Collins's very first pen show. Yes, very first time going to a pen show. Yeah. Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Because um, coming from the perspective of someone who loves pens, um, in the normal world, people don't generally talk about fountain pens, stationary stuff like. People don't throw around the fact that, you know, Lamy pens or Pilot or Shizuku, those those terms don't usually come up in general conversation. But, you know, while we were just waiting in the lobby, it was like everyone was kind of talking to each other about what your favorite pens are. Someone was bringing out their pen sleeve and showing off what they had, their uh, fancy Mont Blancs. Like, just being in the environment was kind of refreshing because I haven't been in an environment like that with like several hundreds of other people <laughs> similar hobbyist huh yeah yeah i would say the uh california pen shows regular attendees waiting line is nowhere <laughs> near as long as i expected to yes frank that's why we showed up an hour early because you told us <laughs> yeah i would expect it was similar to la pen show that if you arrive like late what on time slash quote unquote you'll be much much further back in line but in fact we mm. arrived about like eh, 50 minutes early and we, we we're we're pretty much up front i i would also say that like i mean we went on saturday and it was a three-day event is that correct yes it's a three-day event we came on saturday which is the middle day actually i think it's a four-day event four-day event yeah um even if we had showed right on door open for general admission, there was no line. Yeah, well, there's a tiny bit of line, but by nothing tiny, significant. By tiny, you mean like three people deep as we mosh into the entrance. 
Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't really a line. Uh, compared to like, um, say, anime expo. Any other. <laughs> oh, yeah, anime expo is like on opening day. You're <laughs> the yeah. entire day is the line. Yeah, the entire, well, is, uh, I think we exceeded the 160,000 uh, fire marshal allowed limit. <laughs> For the past couple of years, mm-hmm. for the attendees, so um, yeah, yeah it's it's much more worthy for the California pen show. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it was cool just kind of talking with the people. Uh, we met a guy named Leo. Uh, he was kind of handing out um, uh, portos to a bunch of the people uh, that were going in and out. So he was really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which actually made us go get portals afterwards. But <laughs> yes. still, yes, yes. That was that was a very nice gesture of him just handing out mm-hmm. to us friends and stuff. But uh, yeah, if you haven't been to Southern California and uh, if you haven't to swing by portals shop, I would I would say give them the visit. They're actually pretty good. Yes, definitely. If you're gonna if you're gonna have some kind of pastry from uh, the LA County area, Portos is a good stopping point. Yeah, and surprisingly. Uh, Portos pricing have not gone up along with yeah. the rest of the inflations. Yeah, their prices have remained pretty stable. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I got like two giant boxes of pastry. It's only thirty dollars. So, oh, oh, okay. I guess it's uh, it's much more economical than I remembered. Right. Or maybe right. maybe just everything else went up. So Portos comparison feels more economical. But if you hit Portos at the wrong time of day, the that Portos line can be an hour. Oh, okay. yeah, because uh, the portos that we there's several portos uh, locations. The one that we went to was closer to Disneyland. And so that one after hours when everyone's left Disneyland, that one could be a very long wait. I did not know that, but oh, yeah. OK, I'm glad to. So now I know don't <laughs> do not ever go there after the park close. Yes. Um, but once uh, the once the doors open and we got to uh, go inside, it was just like. It was interesting um, because we see big the big box uh, like Pilot. Pilot has a booth there, um, but you can't buy any pens from Pilot because they're basically just there to show you uh, all of the pens that they have, and you can actually try out all the different kinds of nibs and the different uh, Namiki pens as well. Um, but if you actually want to buy something, they have authorized dealers, so it's nice to see that. Pilot isn't trying to stomp out the the shops. They're there just to show you the pens. And if you want to buy them, you go to the authorized dealers that are all over the show. Yeah, correct. They are Pilot is there, and I think uh, the other representative is uh, Maruzan. Mm-hmm. They also have. I think Pilot may have been represented by Itoya right there. Yeah, I think I saw. Uh, like Itoya was the front for the no, main no, no, no. yeah no no was a no, no sailor was representing toya i'm sorry yeah. i gotta make something sailor was there but they are representing yes. toya there uh pilot's representative was there uh mm-hmm. maruzan was actually uh their japanese representative is also there as well and i think that is the major uh japanese pen show him brenda was showing up as himself there is, of course, the uh, plotter, um, April, that was there. And uh, I forget who is the. Who, uh, 
they, they had a pretty good showing of Namiki pens as well, but that wasn't from. Wait, not Namiki. Okay, what so, am I thinking of? Yes, you're, you're thinking Namiki. Um, no, not Namiki. I'm thinking of uh, um, what's what's the platinum one? Platinum one was Nibs.com. Yeah, yeah, Nibs.com. Their booth actually shrunk a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think their nib collection has significantly shrunken compared to what I saw before because mm. this time I only see like maybe like one third of what they used to have. Yeah, they used to have their entire lineup of nibs to try out as well. But this year I only see maybe six different pens ready to try. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on with nibs.com, but it seems that they are downsized a little bit ever since it was sold. So maybe that was one of the reasons. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, everything else is it's pretty fun. It's pretty good. So yeah, let's just uh, well, let's start from the beginning, shall we? <laughs> you want to run through every booth? Uh, every booth I remember. I think my list actually goes down from the... Uh, the water of where we have gone. We we did okay. So I I will say that like I initially had, I going into the show I initially set a budget of about say a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and I will I will spoil it by saying we definitely blew past that. <laughs> I, I I only did a little bit. Yes, I only but, went over a little bit. Yes, <laughs> but that's. The, the, that's under the assumption that I already <laughs> I already blew my entire year's budget. Yes. But uh, yeah, let's go over that. Okay, so first of all, uh, we see a booth that actually does carry the pilot Yozakura. Uh, yes, yes. Yes, Yozakura Raden. It you, is a lovely you've been pen. Looking forward, you've been looking forward to this pen for a long time. For a very long time. There is no way I can justify buying at that price, though. How much was it? Like 7K? He's asking for 7.5K. Yeah. When I first heard that, I had to double check and make sure I heard it right. Mm-hmm. Because I believe the pen itself was typically runs for about 1.6, 1.8 in Japan. Mm-hmm. 2.2 outside of Japan. There are certain sites you can still pre-order and they'll find it for you. Mm-hmm. And those sides are still not that much. Which means that, like, if you were to buy aftermarket, I didn't look up the price anywhere. So what you're saying is that you could still buy this pen outside somewhere else, and it would be way under that price. Yeah. There we go. The Iguana sells. Yeah. It's still 2372 And the seller was asking for 7500 That's very high. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, when I first heard the price, I did double check with him. That way, uh, it's, it, excuse me, what's the price again? Mm-hmm. At that point, I would buy some of the fancier Namiki pens for that price. Oh, yeah, certainly. At, at that price, you can buy a, f- oh, you can buy three full-size Emperor pens at that price. Yes. Right, so I'm not sure. That's definitely not. I I I wouldn't even say I'm not sure it's worth it. It's, it's definitely not worth it. Mm-hmm. All right, you can you can probably commission exactly one that you want at seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah. All right. Okay, so from that, 
I do see the um someone brought the Pelican the seven treasures, which was either this year or last year's limited Urushi uh Makie limited edition. Mm-hmm. 2021 release. And this is called the Seven Treasure of the World. They typically goes for around three thousand eight hundred dollars, four thousand dollars. That's not the pin that I want, but it has similar theme going on, similar to the five lucky bat. I really want is so. It is done to a degree that it showcases a lot of the machia techniques on the pins. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is just something really amazing to see everything on one pen showcasing there. All of the different techniques. All of the different techniques. Yeah. So that, that was pretty, 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 pretty great to hold in a hand and to take a look at it. Even though, like, unfortunately, I did not see if I lucky bat. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of wishing that I could see it, but that's considered the older limited release pens. Yeah, it's completely understandable that's not in the yeah. show yeah all right how about you uh well first starting out i was most interested in the pilot booth like that like directly after the one that had your uh grail pen it was the pilot booth um and a couple interesting things so i tried out for the first time a s- several pilot pens um and i really liked them and i'm kind of surprised uh at how well they wrote uh, I mean, it's pilot, but uh, so my first time trying a um, is a pilot sample set. There is yeah, the no way they make it not well unless I want to screw it up before you. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, geez. What, what, the 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 en- that entry level pilot fountain pen. The Jitsu or you mean the uh, 74? No, the uh, the. Uh, the name is Prera. escaping me. Prera. Prera. The pilot Prera. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I do, in fact, own a Prera from a long time ago because the pilot Prera now is all clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all, like, uh, basically demonstrator pens. Yes. Well, yeah, I know JetPen still sells the very traditional one, just the mm-hmm. one they show there are demonstrator pens. Uh, I still have the blue, the royal blue one from uh, Jet Pens, mm. and that pen it is way smaller than I remembered. <laughs> but yeah, the the Pilot Prera, I've never had one because um, I jumped straight into like Safaris and other ones, and I never kind of looked at the Prera and. It writes really well. I mean, obviously it does. Um, and the snap cap is so nice and clicky that I think I might have to get a Prera at some point. Yeah, the Prera snap cap is actually really... Uh, it, it has a really uh, soft cushioning, closing and opening, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And it's, especially when considered the whole thing is mainly made of plastic and pretty... It's pretty interesting how they're able to do it. Yeah. Uh, and the other one from the pilot booth that really took my eye and i actually i post this on instagram too is the uh namiki emperor pen (laughs) uh that is one hell of a giant pen (laughs) it is it is one hefty 
hefty. Well, it's called Emperor for a reason, right? I mean, I wouldn't call it like heavy, heavy, but it's hefty certainly is huge. Yes, it's huge. Um, the nib is like the size of my index finger. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's so comfortable to write with. It is light. That's one of the main thing. It is yeah. Despite its size, it's really light. You know how like um, the there's a stereotype of like small dogs being like high energy and kind of like you know going crazy and stuff, while the mm -hmm. big dogs are very like stable and like calm. That's kind of what it felt like. Like I had this big calm dog of a pen that's just gonna do its thing. His nib is huge too. <laughs> <laughs> it's gigantic. Yeah, it's a very is. I wouldn't call it a nail. Is it, it certainly has a certain degree of softness to it, mm -hmm. but it is a huge nib with a very very wet flow. Yes, um, so after writing with it and holding with it and just kind of falling in love with it, uh, I didn't buy it. Just just pointed out that I did not buy it, but I think oh you would like way exceed your budget for the year, man. Yes, that would. <laughs> In current economic uh, 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 world problems, like uncertainties, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'll drop this at the moment, but I think at some point in my life, I am going to get an Mickey Emperor. Okay. Well, there goes your long-term goal. <laughs> so, yeah, the pilot, um, they actually brought, as Colin stated, they brought their entire line of... Uh, Normal pen, uh, specialized nib that's already yeah. available for you to order. And uh, this is the first time I actually try out the uh, both the WAMPO nib from their end. Mm -hmm. Because we have the FA nib, I the, the other word that's typically pretty standards. I tried the music nib before already. And the stub as well. WAMPO are just the two nibs that is rarely mm -hmm. seen in USA. Yes. And it's interesting. The WA the WA nib, it is basically their um I wouldn't say it's 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 kind of similar to a, like a sailor zoom nib. Nah, not really. It is one of those nibs that has a tiny bend at the very tip. Mm -hmm. So it kind of make like a ballpoint ball like compact with the paper. So it ensure that it is a smooth writing experience from most angles right because it arches the nib up slightly so it creates an entire rounded writing surface right so if you're point. a left-handed writer when you push more because you're left hand writing style um it will actually makes the uh, stroke feels a lot smoother mm -hmm. and there is of course the po nib and it <laughs> went the other way the opposite so WA is a nib that bends upwards. This is a nib that bends downwards. So it, it still feels the same. Uh, I wouldn't say it, it will give you, it still give you a uniform writing experience. I wouldn't say it feels the same. It will give you a uniform writing experience. But it's basically a needle point on the pen. Yes, because it's, tips down so basically you only write with that little tip yes and uh, it's a uh, needle point in terms of one of those uh, you know the drafting 
pens. That's like a that has a needle with a, maybe a tiny tiny holes, two to three holes at the very tip of it, and the ink just seeps out of it. That kind of pen. Yeah, it really reminds me of that. So, <laughs> um, two very different designs, but two also very interesting writing experiences. Mm-hmm. We also I also got to try the uh, the justice the pilot justice nib for the first time. Right, right. You're uh, testing that for a while, yeah. Yeah, just just because like I I really like the uh, the the soft flex nibs mm-hmm. for for a while. So uh, I've always looked at the justice nib as like oh, it'd be interesting to be able to try it one time, but I never had the opportunity to to have one in the hand and just you know fully extending and fully attracting that uh bit to either tighten or loosen the nib um it was interesting it if i remember correctly it wasn't as the difference wasn't as much as i thought it could have been so it's just, I guess personally, it seemed more like a little gimmick to me. I would rather just have like a, a fine tuning experience more than a uh, experience, like a experience changing mechanism. It's right, more just a right. fine tuning one. Yeah. It's just a, it's a little bit of more flex and then a little bit not. It's not the same as like going from a super stiff uh, sailor fine to like a, like a f- soft flex nib. Yeah. Um, but I mean... You know, it was still fun to play around with. You to be able to see the variation just from extending and retracting that bit was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So our next one, uh, I'm not sure you wrote this one down, but this is the uh, Magna Carta pens, and uh, no. this is the the pen company that has uh, what's it called they call the the materials made of Magnark and. It is really kind of similar to, uh, it's not Ebonite, but it has similar pattern to Ebonite. It is feel it feels like Macarta, basically the pattern. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is amazing about the Magna Carta pen is that they indexed their pen to their pen and pen cap. What what I mean indexing it is like I said before, like my pet pee is when you have. <laughs> specific patterns on the pen and the cap and the body doesn't line up when you cap it and to manufacture in a way that they match up and lined up this is a term i recently learned like a month ago it's called indexing mm. so they do index their pen really really well which to us i i, I really like that factor but for me, I did not, I did not feel too much from the material because you can already tell the material is probably porous and it's probably due to you will get standing issues, and that's why I didn't purchase it. I think the same thing for the uh, Skog C pens. I think they use the same Micarta material. Yeah, Skog C pens. They they their stuff is made Micarta. It looks nice. It actually feels really. It feels really unique. Come in the fountain pen world. I mean, if you have nice made of Macarta, you probably already know how it feels. But Macarta is basically, in case anyone not knowing, it is a resin impregnated canvas 
or fabric. So they basically take like gene material as as they described, like this right. fabric, and then they just add the the. Uh, yeah, certain kind of fabric, they add the resin into them. and Resin they, was the word I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they add the resin into them and basically harden and use it as it most of the use used to be knife handles mm-hmm. because it has a really good amount of moisture absorption and it stays relatively high friction even in the wet environment. So, I think Skogsy said specifically that a lot of them using this material specifically because they're knife people. Yes, he 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 say he got the he initially introduced the material of knife collection, right? So which is of course because it's a very popular knife material, and uh, he he just decided to try it out for fountain pens, and it worked. It works out really well, actually. I would say. Yeah, it's interesting because when you cap the 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 pen. Um, you can actually feel uh, the the gene fiber materials as you're screwing the cap on. Um, in it, I say that in a pleasant way. Like it feels cool that you can feel the the material as you're closing it. Right. I wouldn't say is gritty. Yeah, it's not gritty can, at all. You can, you can feel that it, you you're going through different layers of the resin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as the creator specifically stated. That material, Macarta, definitely stains. And it's one of those pans that you just learn to live with. <laughs> the... it, it, it's it's the kind of material that like you know that this is going to show the signs of use. Yeah, it, I wouldn't call it like a patina, but like it, yeah, patina is it, patina. Is it will consider it as patina? Okay, uh, but, it, but yeah, it basically as you're using it, it'll kind of change its. You know, color, color, appearance. If you really want yeah. to, you can dip the frown into blacking first and foremost, and just ah, let's get it. <laughs> like just <laughs> completely stain it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see what else. So we have that. Uh, we bought some new notebook paper. Right. Well. It is after halfway through we realize oh, we don't even have a notebook to test pens with. Maybe I should get one. Yeah. So we, <laughs> I, I stopped by uh, Drummingo, mm-hmm. and uh, pick up a. I pick up the, yeah. Each of us pick up two notebooks, and uh, one of them is the. I actually do like this paper size. Actually, the quite a Nemesine? bit after using it. The, the Nemesine B six, mm. Rainbow. Between A5 and B6, B6 is much easier to carry. But it's just ever so slightly bigger than the A6 that I feel that this actually might be my favorite my favorite uh, notebook format. Like a, like a side notebook for you to carry notes on? Yeah, because like the A6... Ah, let me get it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> let me get it. Go. Okay, so A6 on average can fit... One, two, three, four, five, six letters. That's it. Six letters? Yeah, six letters. Six English letters when oh, I write a sentence. I write six big. English words. Yeah, six English words. Sorry. Six English words. I write six big, English so. letters. How big are you writing? <laughs> <laughs> um for the B six, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about eight. 
So the informational density is you give you get a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can probably write one, like one longer lines, and uh, maybe one or two more words. And uh, that's one of the main thing is I don't want to carry a full A5 because it feels really too bulky. A5 is kind of hard to carry around because it's. I I would say the A5 is a great desk notebook, but for carrying around, it's a little on the bigger side. Yeah, so the B6 actually feels fairly nice. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see if it, anything they have. Actually, in fact, does, does Plotter has B6? Okay, we, should we talk about Plotter? Uh, we can go back to that later. Okay, okay, we'll come back to Plotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's our next topic? Um, the name is on Amazon. I sh- okay, so we bought that. And on top of that, we also bought the uh, Yamato chiffon. chiffon 75 gram. Have you used it yet? I have not. I have not. I actually, so I haven't done my journaling for this week yet. So that is why. Okay. So what I have done is I tested out both things. I tested out the uh, the pen. I'll talk about that later as well. Mm-hmm along with the chiffon paper. The chiffon paper, it is a, excuse me, it is a non-coded pen, not, not, not pen, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, non-coded paper mm-hmm. that is compacted, similar to our previously mentioned, it is the, the bank Mitsubishi paper. banknote paper. There we go. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, but I feel this one is actually lesser impacted because you do feel a little bit more feedback from the chiffon paper. Like there's a little bit more of a cushion as they described it, right? Right, right. And the paper does feel more flexible compared to the <laughs> Mitsubishi banknote. The banknote paper is hard. Yes. Yeah, that paper is a high-density paper. Um but on the other hand, the chiffon paper does feather slightly if you use a very, very wet pen or a dip nib like mine, like I mm-hmm. did, right? Which is not, which is not his fault because that's the kind of paper that it is. It's, it's the kind of paper it is, and if you use a dip pen, it is very difficult for you to not to to be to be not. Uh, uh, not having a feather or bleed through because you're you're putting a lot of ink in one tiny location, right? Yeah, I just broke it out. Uh, scribbled a little bit on it. It does have like a, a very interesting feel to it compared to, um, r- like Rhodia or something like that, where that one's very smooth. Mm-hmm. This one has like a there's a it, there's is like a cushiony feel to it. Right. Right. It, you can feel the texture of the paper, but the texture of the paper doesn't like catch on your nib. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's that. Uh, this paper is relatively. Let me see. Uh, I need a ruler really quick. One second. Okay, Frank. <laughs> well, I got a tape measure instead. Tape measure instead. <laughs> I think this is a this paper, uh, and it's not. It's, it's about stuff later. This paper is slightly bigger than the other A fives. Is it? Yeah, it's ever slightly bigger 
Yeah, I was right. Compared to Tomoe paper, oh wow, okay, it's not that much bigger. Compared to Tomoe writing pad, this is cool. 1.5 millimeter longer. I guess it's not much. Somehow I felt it. Uh, interesting. It's not that much bigger. It's not that much bigger, but somehow it's like, oh, it's, this one's slightly bigger. Okay. Guess it's not that much bigger. <laughs> Maybe it's just bigger compared to your test sheet. Ah, uh, yeah, there we go. Because the uh, Maruzan, it is a terrible notebook. Mm. So, so when you tear it, it, it is. Uh, yeah, it is about one centimeter longer on the other on the side. That's why it feels bigger. Yeah. Okay. All right. Our next thing that we have gone through, it is... <laughs> we talked about this pen before. This is the Sailor 100-year pen. Ah, uh, yes. I remember talking... So this is the first time actually seeing like a real version of it in person. Yes, you always see. Let me see. And uh, this is a 100 year celebration in uh, silver. I stand this in silver. We saw it in black. I saw. No, we saw no, it in I'm black sorry, here. Not, I'm sorry, not 100 year. 110 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. This is the uh, Shidogane. And uh, we have previously stated that it is, it, it's not really our style, which still somewhat holds true. <laughs> yes. But I, what I have not expected is a sheer size of that pen. It's big. It's, <laughs> it's quite huge. big. It's huge. It's not, it's not Namiki Emperor big, but it is. Okay. No, no, let me. Let, okay. So the nib is a standard sailor nib Number size. Six, yes. Yes. It's a standard That's the funny part. <laughs> but the rest of the pen is gigantic. And so it looks like a tiny nib got stuck onto this giant pen. Yeah, the body is a um is when it's close is sixteen millimeter. Sixteen uh, centimeter. I think typical pen is what? Even the uh, Pelican M800, it is. Ba, 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 ba. I mentioned it is only capped 141 millimeter. So it is 20 millimeter longer. Barrel mm -hmm. <laughs> dimension is. Let me see. Diameter is 17. A typical fountain pen is 13. Yeah. So it is a very big pen. Yes. But again, normal nib size. <laughs> like the seller says, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is a pretty impressive pen. All right. But when you take off the cap, when you look at meat of the pen, like, oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I mean, maybe it's just because it's the 110th anniversary, you know. <laughs> maybe on the 125th, it'll be a, an appropriately sized nib. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I I will say that the cap where you have the emblem, the sailor emblem through that mm -hmm. clear acrylic, that looked pretty interesting. Like that I like that. Good. Yeah. Um, but after seeing 
like the Namiki Emperor and other kind of larger sized pens, seeing this like tiny nib on it was a little off-putting. You were looking at the, um, right after that, you were looking at Danny Trio pens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a PSA and uh, something unfortunately brought up. We were looking at the urushipen.com. Okay. It is very unfortunate, but uh, I was I was really happy to see that the um, to hear that theft wasn't an issue at this one because at the at the end of the day, this is a film is a show holding in downtown LA, and uh, a lot of shows I've been to in downtown LA has a very high security and very high concern with theft. Okay. Um. It wasn't that much of an issue at the actual pen show itself. However, the owner of the uh, booth of urushipen.com, their entire wear and along with their luggages was stolen. After? After, uh... After the show. They, they, oh went to a, they went to a local restaurant, uh, I think in Huntington Beach or Manhattan Beach nearby to get something. And uh, I guess because this is a rental, and uh, just FYI, a PSA, if you guys are in, if you guys have a rental car in anywhere in USA or even just anywhere in general, don't leave anything you can, other people can see in your car exposed. Because first of all, the instant they see you are a out of state license plate, you are only targeted because chances are that means you are either here for vacation trip where you're on here for business trip. If you're on vacation mm -hmm. trip, that means you will have some sort of jewelries or some kind of personal items on you. If you're on here for business trip, that means you will have a laptop in your car. Mm -hmm. So the instant you have an out of state plate, you are fairly targeted by smash and grab theft and burglars yeah we the both of us we went to this pen show bringing effectively nothing effectively <laughs> nothing which I, I think i brought a little bit too few things <laughs> i couldn't even carry anything i didn't even have a bag with me so yeah i brought the backpack yeah you brought a backpack um because um, we know uh that you know we're going to uh, we're, we weren't in downtown la we were in near lax which is uh, the airport um and it, it it can be it can be uh more dangerous depending on where you go as long as you're within secure areas you're more than likely going to be okay but there's just more chances of theft in that area right and uh it's very unfortunate but uh, the rushipen.com they lost basically their entire wear along oh with their goodness. packages oh my goodness that's not that good. was at the pen show right so uh, if you guys see any kind of, they have a list. I will have Collins. I asked Collins to link their Instagram for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I will put their Instagram on our, um, our description as well. If you see a large list of a Danny Trio, Sheets and Pants that just suddenly show up on somewhere, uh, like a pawn shop, a, actually pawn shop probably wouldn't even take it to be honest with you. Because it looks too suspicious. Um, if you if you see it, like on eBay, uh, Facebook swap, any kind of any kind of secondary market, uh, please take a uh, slightly closer look at it. 
and uh, talk to and uh, message urushipen.com when you got a chance. All right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sorry for the about downer uh, in the middle of the episode, <laughs> but I felt that I need to bring it up. And because, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The guy at the booth was Jason. Uh, he was generally a fairly very nice uh, person to talk to in regards to pants. And he, I mean, we we pretty much made it off front that we probably won't be buying anything, but he's still very excited and uh, to share the pants with us. So um, just just watch out for the possible stolen pants. Yeah. With that being said, he has a lot of really large and fat fountain pens. <laughs> <laughs> this was my first time trying the Danny Trio pens, and I was pleasantly surprised by the uh, capping system of the pen um, that keeps the the nib uh, moist because there's a spr- there, it's a spring loaded cap. Yeah, it's a spring built-in, right? Yeah, it has a secondary cap inside, and it has a spring that kind of kept it, it kept the tension, mm-hmm. so it keep everything sealed up pretty well. Yeah. So yeah, that's something very interesting to to see. And uh, the Danny Trio, well, I think this is also your first time seeing the uh, carved, carved. Um, Rushi, oh right? yeah, yeah. So it not not the decapod that I wanted to see, but I did see some of the other shapes where the the pens were carved and was lacquered on top. Right, and uh, yeah, I saw you were taking a closer glider again there. I said, oh okay, I guess it's the first time you see it before. Yes, uh, very. Very interesting how the light plays off the surface of it. Right. Um, but I think what really... Ca- I, again, when you actually see it in person, it's very different from when you see it in the photos. Um, and I was noticing that certain things... Like you were looking at a uh, uh, one of the pens with... It was like a red pen that kind of looked like maple leaves. Okay, yes. It is... One of the, uh, Danny, I think this is Danny Trio pants. Yeah. But they have similar finishes on the Nakaya as well and other stuff. It is a Urushi pen with multiple layer finishes. So basically they, they finish one layer with gold leaves and patterns, coated a few coats, and then there are diff- another layer with patterns and code a few more code. And it depends on how much you pay, right? Depends on the pattern you want. Right. And eventually, so you get like a really nicely layered representation of the Urushi on your pen. And when you held that in the light, man, it just lit up. It was so beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we under, okay. With that being said, I still got a complaint. The lighting in that show area <laughs> sucks. Yes. That's why you brought your own flashlight. Yes. That like sucks. Yeah, I, I would agree. It literally saps the red color out of every single pen. Yeah, a lot of them brought like the blue LED uh, lighting setups. And also, yeah, the booth, the people, the 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 light that each fountain pen booth using wasn't helping as well. No, they were uh, using very bluish LEDs. I mean, I'm sorry, I I kind of went on a rent with one of the booth owners yeah (laughs) you might you might have turned him off a little bit (laughs) yeah i I don't understand but yeah it is because like you can't even see the patterns Mm -hmm. you can't even see some of the patterns underneath the warushis a little bit so because you need the right light for the 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 
colors on the pen to really show. It was a darker red urushi, and I couldn't even see until I I I light it up with my own flashlight. So uh, when you it is it is one thing to have a light that doesn't show everything, but when you couldn't even see certain details, uh, that it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, like if you get to the point that your your details on your own product couldn't be shown, it's not great. Anyway, so I guess we got to Plotter. So uh, I want to start first start by saying that the, I was really pulled in by the Plotter notebooks by how thin and minimal the design was. They have these like very tiny, uh, they're basically like the, the Traveler notebooks, right? Actually, I think they're owned by one, the same giant company, the oh, of them. Well. <laughs> Cor- corporate, mer- corporate mergers uh, ruin everything. Um, but they're basically like the traveler notebooks. Um, right. it's, a, it's a notebook system where you get the cover and then you can ex- uh, replace the pages inside. And right. they're basically like uh, ring-bound uh, notebooks that you can replace the papers in. And the rings are so tiny that it stays really slim Uh, and they have different like leather options and stuff Uh, so that really really appealed to me Um, but man is that entry price very very steep (laughs) Um, that wasn't cheap it's not that was not cheap at all Um, and on top of that uh, it is What's the entry point? Okay, let me hear. I don't think they had a sale, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, Plotter is somewhere somewhat new in the USA world. It's a five-year-old product. And uh, the ring, actually, uh, I was looking at it, and uh, actually my mom has a bunch of like six-ring organization stuff due to mm-hmm. the fact that my sister, who works at airlines, received free notebook and free binders pretty much on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. That's just something that is weird because you typically don't receive that in American companies, but in shipping companies and the like, Asian companies, they give you that as New Year gift. So actually, I, there, there's actually one that is in A5 format that actually had really good material along with paper. Yep. Is the they call it Hyundai paper. It's the first time I tried it too. It actually feels really similar to the plotter paper. Okay. If you didn't tell me which it come from, I probably wouldn't even tell what kind of paper they are. <laughs> they're a different paper. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a Hyundai paper that's actually pretty nice too. <laughs> okay. Um but it uses the same six ring systems as the rest of everything, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And the main thing different of Plotter is that it has much smaller rings than the normal ones. Yes, Plotter specifically has smaller rings. Yes, so it gets in the way much less. I have to say, I did not like how sharp the edges are. Yeah, so on the the spine of the leather-bound notebook is just this uh, half a centimeter... uh, piece of metal and it has very sharp corners right and uh, 
if I am to get the plotter, that's probably the first thing I would do is just to send down the corners. Yeah, I could see you doing that. Yes, that's probably well, it's copper, right? It's this brass slash copper. So it's something. So you might want to save some of those. It's something easily <laughs> workable. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, but but yeah, uh, so. The notebooks that I was looking at, probably I was looking at like the A5 sized uh, leather bound uh, uh, notebooks. The, uh, the starting asking price is like a hundred and. What, what, uh, let me see. Well, where is the the one of the ones I was looking at was like two hundred dollars just to just to get in, and I was like, that is very steep. It's a, yeah, especially when I think she represents represent as the quote unquote the premium options first. Yes. Front as well. that was April. Online. I mean, if you're if you're going to show me the different leather options, yeah, that one is a very nice leather, and yes, that is two hundred bucks. The cheaper <laughs> leathers are around a hundred dollars. Um, at even at a hundred bucks, that's that's pretty high. The refills are relatively it's relatively reasonable though. Yes, refills are cheap. Like are not cheap. They're 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 what I would expect I, for that for yeah, what you're getting. The paper is actually really nice. She gave us a big chunk of uh, of a sample paper. Try yeah. it out because it's last year's print, last year's year. So of course they tried to get rid of it, but still the calendars. A, yeah, yeah, it's the calendars. It's still really. It feels really nice. The papers. It's just the entry fee. I it's certainly not for everybody no but i will say that the product is very high quality it is very nice um if i didn't have my own current kind of notebook setup this would be a little bit more uh intriguing yeah the quote-unquote um, bible size is actually b6 something hmm. maybe maybe. <laughs> maybe but again the price Holy crap, that price is really high. <laughs> but I will say, that is one of the best... Okay, it is expensive. But if you think about it from the terms of, like, one fountain pen, it's not that expensive. <laughs> if you just think about it in the terms of the buying one fountain of pen. things of what we purchase. What we purchase, yes. Yes. And the it's, thing is, it's a funny, right? It is, like, the other... For example, the Hobonichi Tacho. Oh, you just you just reminded me. Yeah, my yes. notebook. My notebook cover is hundred is hundred yes, bucks. Yes, yours hundred bucks. <laughs> the Tacho ones. Uh, they have they have other additions to the back side of their cover. Yeah, they have extra pockets. They have extra slots and extra stuff. But the thing is, to me, there's a hindrance. Because it doesn't lay flat due to it. Mm -hmm. This others will actually lay flat. Yep. Being just completely uninterested or simple mm -hmm. in a sense. So it is somehow some it is somewhat to their advantage. Right. And it's a really simple system, it's really elegant systems. Um, I think if you have chance to try it out, I would certainly give it a sh another shot in the, whenever you can take a look and if you can save up enough, it, it's pretty nice. It's certainly really, really nice. I would say it's, it's certainly one of the nicer leather bound, uh, systems that I've seen. Um, I would def if I were to get 
a system, I would definitely, for me personally, I would get this over the traveler system. That's just speaking for myself. Okay. Well, I'm, I already have a bunch of like traveler-ish systems <laughs> and I'm not using it anymore. So that yeah. speaks in volume. Right. So um, our next one, uh, let's see, where are we now? Next one would be, oh, ah. We are going to talk about the CY booth. Yes. <laughs> uh, CY, uh, he is. He 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 talks in the uh, Tokyo Inklings podcast. Right, and uh, he he's there as a nibmeister along with a seller because he brought in he brought over a lot of fountain pen wares. To offset his travel cost, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's selling, he's selling uh, surprisingly dip pens along with doing uh, nib work. Actually, that's kind of counter. Mm, I just realized that. He's selling something that he typically doesn't do himself. Well, I mean, he, he CY is a very good salesperson. Um, he, <laughs> I'm not sure if he, because he, he apparently noticed us when I started talking and wasn't sure. And then when he heard you talking, I was like, okay, it's definitely these guys. Yeah. And he, surprisingly, he is the only person in the entire show that calls, that calls you out by name directly. <laughs> yes. Without you talking, uh, you introducing yourself first. Yes. Um, yeah. So given that he listens to our podcast, he might know that I'm a big dip pen user. <laughs> right. So, uh, long story short, uh, I love my dip pen CY. It is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I tried it. I mean, uh, I mean, I tried it for maybe like a day or two. I mean, it's putting it's been put to the side now. But overall, I would say the one that we purchased from him. Uh, I forgot the name of the pen. It's the already. Hanabi Glass Studio. Yeah, Hanabi Glass Studio. Their their glass nib it is a lot smoother. Oh, than... it is way smoother than the uh, the Jerbon glass nib. The Jerbon glass so, nib is so so much better. <laughs> Sorry, I'm glowing with how much I love it. <laughs> yes, it is. Basically, the Jerbon one, you can actually feel the exact groove that you're writing with, and you have to, of course, this one, the one, the Hanabi Glass Studio, you still have to rotate your fountain pen a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not fountain pen, you start to rotate your glass nib to make sure that you're writing on the right grooves so that you can you can successfully drain out each grooves. But when you write, you can barely feel the groove at the nib. Yes. So, and it also provides a really uniform running experience. Um, in, in a sense, I think this is probably one of the closest feedback-ish experience you can have to a pencil while using a film and pen ink. Yeah, you get a feedback to it, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel like you're writing with a scratch instrument. Right. Um, and compared to the Kakimori, the Kakimori I still like, um, but you would use the Kakimori dip nib for like heavier line variation. This one, the the um, 
the Hanabi Glass Studio glass nib. Um, great for journaling because it has that consistent line and the great writing experience. Yeah, this one writes like a median, uh, like a Japanese median, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, so the funny thing is, I was actually asking CY in regards to whether I can get another thing that is not available at the show, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but while I was asking, Collins did make a comment that made me change my mind is the fact that if the pen is too heavy, so I'm what's probably not going to use it. Yes. So you were looking, I see why I was telling you to get the one where uh, the basically the entire nib is just one giant hunk of glass and inside there's, there are bands that look like things are on. They were gold and silver, basically uh, smoked. They, 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 the temperature is high enough when you're doing glass that is melted or smoked into the glass. So it creates different colors under the light. Right, backgrounds. so on a, like a white background, a different color would show. On a darker background, a different color would show. And it was right. really cool. Um, but it is all glass, so it's a very heavy pen. It's a very, very heavy pen. So when Collins was complaining that, yeah, I'm probably not going to use that one. It's too heavy. It, I had the heavy one in my hand as I put it <laughs> a second. Yep. Yeah, this is probably not a good choice if I want to buy this for everyday use. Nope. If I want to buy this for like just display... Okay, sure. It's a great show pen. Yes. Absolutely amazing show pen. But I don't buy things for displays. I buy things <laughs> for usage. So usage opted, and display. Yeah, I opted with the, the cheaper, smaller ones. Yeah. Much cheaper one, actually. Um, the thing for me is weird is because I'm having hand cramp using this glass dip pen. You are or are not? I am. Hmm. I need to figure out what's going on. Maybe I'm just too using too much pressure, or because it's a different. The uh, glass dip is a little bit further away from the from where I'm used to, so my hand is subconsciously using more uh, force muscle force yeah. to try to control it. I'm not sure what's going on, but my hands tend to cramp out more often. With Maybe this you glass should you should try the one that I got. So I. Okay, so here's where I talk about how much I blew the budget. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, Okay, so uh, I got the slightly larger glass dip pen, but mine is hollow on the inside, so it's very light. Um, and it has nice little grooves that, put, that rest on your finger, so it sits well in the hand. Maybe I'll post a picture of this on Instagram at some point. You know what um, it reminds me of? It reminds uh, me of the Elder Ones from Harry Potter. Yes. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it, it has notches on it that do look like the Elder One in Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. um, and it just rests on your hand so well. Uh, $250. And so I blew it <laughs> by way over yeah, I think my $100. Like $130? Yeah, somewhere 120? like that. 20 Yeah, somewhere yeah. around that level. So mine's much cheaper. Um, but... I just I, I love my pen. So uh, CY, if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, I, I I love the pen. Yeah, and then the CY is certainly a great salesperson. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't think I'm typically a very good person to be sold item to. Well, the difference is that like <laughs> I I got I bought the pitch right, so I am a very happy customer. <laughs> right. And so I might have led you into that. 
Well, I do, like I said, I, I do need to look for a new dip pen. Mm-hmm. Like, so Kakimori was actually one of my list of stuff to buy, either at a pen show or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So he had Kakimori. That's a funny thing. He is the only person, the only one that actually carried the Kakimori dip pens too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he sells the glass dip pen. Yeah. And I'm not getting the glass one. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess I still fulfill my objective of getting a dip pen, like a better yes. dip pen than what I had before. So this is this is better. And I didn't use the old one. It's because, like I said, the groove is very obvious. It's not it's not a pleasant writing experience. No, it's not at all. It's serviceable for testing out inks and uh, fountain pen stuff. But it's not pleasant. Yes. And the Hanabi uh, Studio one is much, much better. So thanks for that. Yes. And, and I've, been, uh, I've been using all of my shimmer, my holiday shimmer inks now because I can put my glass dip pen in it and it doesn't matter. It won't clog anything else up. It's great. <laughs> I have not touched any of the holiday shimmer ink yet. Oh, yes. But that's what the glass dip's for. I love it. I have been using all the other ones. Well, I use at least three <laughs> or four colors. Oh, by the way, that... That native bottle, the small, tiny five millimeter bottle or ten millimeter bottle, mm-hmm. it sucks with a number six nib. <laughs> yes. The ink level is just not high enough to be sucked up even at full <laughs> bottle. You have to use the little uh, syringe at this point, right? Where you can just fill everything into a uh, into a vial and refill it. Uh, it is why this just gonna work with it. All right. I think that concludes our paint show experiences. Yeah, uh, I, I'll post more photos. Honestly, it's just been a busy week, but I will definitely post some photos of the glass dip pen I eventually got. Um, <laughs> right, I just look up instant grounds. Someone did mention that you only got one picture so far. Yeah, uh, I, I got to post more. It's just been a busy week for me. Um, yeah, but if you if you don't hear it, if you can't hear from my voice, I am in love with this pen. It is my current favorite at the moment. The glass dip. Okay. Yes. I love, okay. Okay. Well, with that being said, and uh, I, for to urushipen.com, I do wish you guys able to find your pen successfully, or at least recover some of it by yeah. from insurance as well. And uh, if you guys are able to report or find anything on social media or secondary market, please help them out as well. And uh, lastly, we can be find, we can be found at foundapenandstationery.com. Our email is foundapenstationery at gmail.com, foundapenstationery at gmail.com. And our Instagram is foundapen underscore, well, foundapenandstationery underscore to replace space on everything. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram. All right. With that being said, I guess I'll see you next time, Collins. I'll see you next time. Bye.